Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. Josh was rushed into it either way. It's not like they had time to develop Josh. He was kind of thrown to the wolves because Nathan Peterman threw up a dud or five and a half. But Brando. If Eli Manning can be an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. Like, I, you know. And Pat. Well, to quote, rage against the machine. <laughs> what what better place than here? And, um, you know, what, what better time than now? But, um, All right. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John, and I'm here with Brando today. Pat is somewhere in the Adirondacks, uh, unreachable by land, sea, air, phone. Or, or internet connection, probably. And by design, right? He, yes, he's into that. Yes, 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 no. He is not being mauled by bears right now, unbeknownst to us or anything like that. Oh, we, I uh, hope not. That was we knew, we knew he was going to be off grid this week. But yeah, so we we got me and Brandon here today. Brandon's got a good little topic that he... Uh, I'm going to say that again. A good little topic sounds so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's got, got a, a good big t- topic. And Brandon's no. got a big... <laughs> topic for no. <laughs> Brandon's got a good topic for us today a little bit of player comparison going on some maybe some fantasy football implications in there too which we haven't talked enough about I feel this offseason that that'd be you know most people are done with their dynasty drafts at least so maybe this will be only relevant to those of you who uh, have small leagues that wait to the last minute like uh like ours definitely does but uh Brandon I'll let you uh intro it too much because I don't want to steal your fire no you're right and I don't know when most people like to really do their drafts but for me i'm much more of a like right before the end of the preseason right before regular season kickoffs i can't tell you how many times i've drafted somebody and they get hurt in the preseason or training camp uh so i don't even think about it usually until september 1st that's september 1st like okay we gotta get but i'm i'm not a good commissioner anybody who's been in the league with me knows it's not always easy to get the draft time with everybody especially with our crazy schedules so it's generally we're cramming the draft in like 11 p.m. on Saturday night or on Wednesday night before the Thursday night opener or something right. like that. We're just trying to get it done. Um, but this could be fantasy. This could be just a good debate. I think we have a lot of players, obviously, when you're the class of the AFC, almost. I'm going to say that um, <laughs> we have a lot of talent on this team, which is not unusual now for the first time in a while. But. I was reading a stat today, uh, the top 10 most expensive offenses, and the Bills were not on that list, um, which was interesting to me as having a number one type offense. But I have some offensive players. I have some defensive questions. Um, you call it this or that, some sort of comparison. Anytime I hear things I was going to say, when you when you said this to me, my first yeah. thought was when they, had, when they used to have Marty on the instigators yeah. and they'd do a dis yeah. or dat. Dis or dat, yes. <laughs> But he, his are good because he gets a little more in-depth. Mine are just kind of two players. Like we could go yards or touchdowns or overall impact on their team. But the first one, which I wish Pat could comment on because he might have a different take than you and I, 
is um, I'm looking at, at fantasy football rankings. I'm looking at head to head. Our guy has beat up this guy in every matchup that we've had so far. I think except for his rookie year, Lamar Jackson came out on top in Josh's maybe rookie year, second season. Or I, it was think real close was game. His, I think it was his second season. Second season. Was uh, it? Oh, no, maybe Josh it was missed John Brown on a slant when he was driving down in the fourth quarter. It was like a fourth and nine, and uh, it was single coverage on the outside. I remember watching it live. Um, but we've seen Lamar, that was Lamar's MVP season. And um, right now we see a lot of rankings that have Allen and Jackson, maybe two and three or one and two or four and five or three and four as the top rated quarterbacks this year. And I want to know who's going to have a more impressive season statistically, Allen or Lamar Jackson, because not for nothing, but you know, Lamar's passing touchdowns don't touch Josh's passing touchdowns, but Josh also has, his legs, but Lamar makes his dough with his legs. So this is, I feel like they're closely related. Um, so I want to hear what you have to say, John. And maybe this is when I, you know, when Pat comes in, we ask him too. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think that I would hope that Pat's Bills bias is enough to overcome his Lamar Jackson bias. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, last two seasons in fantasy football, Josh Allen has been QB one and looking to make it a three-peat this year, which I don't believe has ever been done. Um, even before fantasy football was a thing, even if you tally up the stats and say, okay, you know, if there was fantasy football, who would QB one have been? And uh, yeah, so even all through those years of Tom Brady dominance, even the Patrick Mahomes years, I think Patrick Mahomes might've been QB one for two years in a row, but not three either. So Josh could be the first guy to do it. And you just got to look at these guys' offenses. It, it's no slight to Lamar Jackson to say that He's obviously not going to touch uh, Josh Allen and passing touchdowns, like you said. Pat and I had a good conversation um, when we were we were missing you on the show about you know the the Ravens' offense and the Greg Roman effect and how you know obviously it's not great for wide receivers, but if you're a tight end on that offense, I think your fantasy season looks good. If you're Mark Andrews, but yeah, I mean in terms of volume, I don't see Lamar Jackson putting up those stats, but. Um, that's from a fantasy perspective. I'd still take Josh Allen without the bias that I'm already attaching to that. Um, definitely would take Josh Allen. And also, I mean, I don't know what Lamar Jackson is going to look like this year, but he did have some injury issues last year as well. Well, he got COVID uh, three times, right? Something like that. He got sick or he had the flu and then he had like food poisoning and then he had COVID or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, no. So, I mean, might've just been an off year for him, but I think I, I take Josh in terms of availability as well. Someone's um, got to get him some orange juice. I guess so. I guess so. From a team perspective, I got to say that, like, I think Josh Allen's ceiling is, is a little bit higher still because, you know, this is, again, not a knock on Lamar Jackson, but that offense just isn't as conducive to, uh, you know, the passing league that we live in. And two years ago, they were the best offense in the league almost, you know, like they were really, you know, Lamar Jackson's MVP season. You know, he had 400 yard passing games and, and that kind of stuff, but definitely didn't see that last year. And uh, they still have a very run based offense with uh, not a lot of creative passing. So I'm, I'm going to take Josh in that one. It's interesting, though, when they did have the number one offense, because Lamar's not throwing it 40 times, he might go 20 of 25 for 360 with three deep balls. Like he yeah. did that a couple of times. Um, yeah. And the, when you look at it, when you really break it down, if you get Josh throwing 35 touchdowns through the air and running for six more and he still cracks 40, 
and Lamar only throws for 25 and runs for 10, like Josh is still producing more, even if the yards and Josh ran for 700 yards last year anyways, too. So when you put them really head to head, Josh's ceiling is still, you know, like six, seven, eight, nine touchdowns more. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think that, I think that the floor is higher for Josh as well, because you know, you look at, Lamar Jackson's only getting 25 chances to throw the ball where Josh is getting 35 chances. You know, if you're betting NBA 40. props, you, you want to bet the the guy who's going to take more shots. Yeah. You know, not, not the Derek whites of the world who are only going to get maybe 10 shots a game. And you got to, yeah, we both have you, sat here bet on Derek white. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I wrote Derek white. Like you wouldn't yeah. believe yeah. during the finals. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a bad example for my own yeah, uh, that's stuff, funny. but, um, yeah, you, you got to, I mean, if Lamar Jackson has an off day, you know, he might only have 15 completions, you yeah. know, whereas like Josh Allen has an off day, he's still got 25 completions yeah. out of that. And, you know, if you're talking fantasy stats and completions don't mean butt kiss. So, yeah, um, it's all about the yards. The, it's this next one is kind of interesting as well, because Josh is a goal line back, right? We, we don't see Singletary get the goal line carries usually. If he, his touchdowns are what he had that really long one against Denver. He had yep. a really long one against Miami, um, but he does not get goal line touches. I will say they do, they do get Singletary the ball inside the 10 yard line. And he was really good for betting touchdowns towards the end of last season. He did uh, go on sure. a streak the last five games of the year. Yeah. 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 He, he scored a touchdown in all those games, but it wasn't because they were lining up eye formation and handing it off to him with a fullback in front of him. You know, they're doing stuff like 11 personnel and Josh is in shotgun and they're doing this thing where it, it almost looks like an option where it's like it a is toss. An it's, it's, it's a toss left, yeah, but it's out of shotgun with the back right there. So I remember that was one of the touchdowns that they had in the Kansas City game. Yes. Uh, I think the first one was like that. When he's but, running up to the corner to the pylon. Yeah. So anyway, uh, is it yeah. is this Singletary versus somebody? Uh, Singletary is coming up. No, this next one. This guy is not much of a runner, but his arm and his receivers might prop him up because Justin Herbert is the only quarterback in the NFL with two $20 million receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen flanking him. And with Austin Eckler coming off of a big receiving season, who is better Allen or Herbert? Cause a lot of people have Herbert as the number one fantasy quarterback this year. But again, Josh Allen's a goal line back 700 yards, seven TDs on the ground. Herbert doesn't have that. So I don't right, know what, right. what to say. Yeah. Give me, give me Josh Allen. And honestly, if you have any more matchups that contain Josh Allen, you can go <laughs> ahead and, uh, you can cross. I those don't, ones off. it's just these two. Cause these two are the, I mean, Mahomes, we already know. I think he's going to take a step back without Tyreek Hill. So he does run it, but he, uh, I still only, put him top five. It's Allen Lamar. Herbert and Mahomes. I mean, Lamar and Herbert might be a might be a more interesting discussion, actually, because yeah. um, there but are I points think, to be made for both of them. I'd have to look at um, last year's stats from Herbert and maybe even compare them to like 2019 Lamar, maybe because obviously last year Lamar was not a uh, was not a good comparison there. He went for 5,014 yards, 38 TDs, 15 ints, and he had 31 his rookie season. So. You're looking at if he could break 40, 45, that progression. But still, Josh could have more touchdowns. Uh, and I mean, 
the throwing if you're looking at a fantasy perspective the running touchdowns worth more points than the, the throwing touchdown so if you can get a guy to throw three and run for one every single day he's rated higher yeah which is why the lamar herbert conversation might also be you know these three are are very close i might even take lamar over herbert but again herbert just throws for yards and yards and yards yeah. like that's going to be a high flying offense you know they don't run the ball that much you know, and when they do, they do it well. Austin Eckler is probably a good back for fantasy, but he's a good back for fantasy because he catches touchdowns too. You know, yeah. he's a threat out of the backfield to get receiving yards, um, which makes him such a good option in that yeah. sense. But the other article that I just read on PFF, which was interesting, this came out in uh, 2019 by Daniel Kelly. Um, like you said, as of 2019, the previous nine QB ones. They had eight different one, eight different quarterbacks were quarterback one for nine straight years. So it's hard to keep that consistent. Um, but yeah, and they Josh, did, Josh is the last two years in a row, right? Yes. And then Mahomes was the year before that. But so this article talks about fantasy points by quarterbacks since 2009. The number one quarterback in 2009 finished with 348 points. And then the number one quarterback in 2018 finishes with 417 points. And it's just on this really high trajectory. And they said the top hasn't changed a ton because everybody's going to, they're coming in around 400 points for a fantasy quarterback, but it's the middle and the bottom tier. Let me just read this. The QB 12 averaged 257 points through the 09 through 2013 seasons. But then from 2013 to 2018, that QB 12 averages 285 points. So that's a big jump. And just to see that QB play jump is because of guys like Allen, Patrick. Uh, yeah, Mahomes I mean, and, it's, and it's really just I mean, yeah. that's that's an indication of where the league is headed and where it's yeah. been headed for the last 10 years. You know, yeah. it's not run and stop the run. Anymore. No, no. Um, and somebody's catching these balls, which we've seen the explosion of wide receivers. And that's going to take me into our next one, because this was so interesting to me. Gabe Davis, we all expect him to blow up this year, right? Um, how much so is up for debate. But when I was looking at the wide receiver rankings, they had Gabe Davis ranked 35 and they had DeAndre Hopkins ranked 32. So I was like, something's not right here. Do I think Gabe Davis is rated that high or do I think DeAndre Hopkins is rated that low? And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Who would you take? Because Gabe Davis is going in the third or fourth round of wide receiver drafts. And that's early for a number two wide receiver. And DeAndre Hopkins is his team's number one option. Kyler Murray could have a little bit of question mark. So maybe that's why he's getting brought down a little bit. But to put those two so close together, uh, I thought that was a debate worth having. Well, let's let's talk about who are all the Cardinals wide receivers first. Well, didn't they lose? They Christian lost Kirk, Christian right? Kirk. DeAndre Hopkins is still their unanimous number one, correct? Yes. I mean, that's not a terrible offense. They have pretty good numbers. They had AJ Green last season, correct? Is he retired this year? Rondell Moore is their number two. Oh, you know why? Wow. Silly. Silly, silly, silly. He's suspended for six games to begin the 2022 season. Aha, uh-huh. that makes sense. Wow, what did he do? 
Why do I not remember this? This may have happened before the draft. I can't remember. Hopkins Perfor- was performance enhancing drugs or. He's coming off an MCL injury. Violating the NFL's performance enhancing drug policy. So he will be back in week seven. That's interesting because now their depth chart, their team looks a lot different without him. And Rodell Moore is their second. He's going to be their number one. Uh, and Andy Isabella, Jordan Kirkland. Oh, Marquise Brown and AJ Green. Oh, yes, that's right. They signed Marquise Brown. Um, yeah, Hollywood uh, they, Brown. Yeah. So, so he will he will probably be their number one. There might be some really good fantasy value there as well because he didn't have a great fantasy season last year, but that was obviously in the Ravens offense. Um, so yeah, might be might be a good sleeper fantasy pick there. I don't even know if it's considered a sleeper because that might be so obviously a good pick. But yeah, 91 receptions, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. If Gabe Davis had that as a stat line, would you be disappointed? Uh, six touchdowns, yeah. I think that Gabe Davis is going to have a lot more. I mean, yards, that's up for grabs, but Gabe Davis's touchdown count is going to be high this season. And you have to think about how many vacated targets there are on the Bills when you talk about, you know, early season Emmanuel Sanders last year and Cole Beasley, because you can say that, you know, most of those Cole Beasley targets are going to go through um, Jameson Crowder. But my guess is, that Jameson Crowder is probably going to see a few less targets than because Cole Beasley was always Josh Allen's safety blanket a little bit. Yeah. So I think Stefan Diggs is going to get his like he did last year. They targeted the crap out of Stefan Diggs. And honestly, they could, they could have done it more in certain games. Um, he's a good option to go to when you're, you're struggling as an offense, but between Beasley and Sanders, Beasley had 112 targets and Sanders had 72 targets. So that's yeah. almost 200 targets to spread out. And if you say Give Crowder 80 or, takes 80 or 90 to 80 Crowder. or 90, I mean, that's still a hundred. Yeah. So I'm definitely on the Gabe Davis train for fantasy this year. It's interesting because I mean, you have offenses that can support two wide receivers. Like look at, look at the chargers. You got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen that were yeah. both really good wide receivers. Like if that was, if that was your fantasy team, like one of those guys was having a good day of every single week, at least. So, uh, you know, you definitely can get some good wide receiver two play from an actual wide receiver two, you know, but those wide receiver ones, I mean, the Stefan Diggs, um, even, even wide receivers on bad teams, I feel like you can still get decent value there anyway. Yeah. That's, we were talking about Gabe Davis versus Deandre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, obviously Gabe Davis is the choice there, but you said he was ranked in the thirties. Yeah. 35. I've heard, I've heard some people considering him as a top like 21 to 25 really in in the way that they're, they're putting receivers. So, I mean, it's a pass heavy offense. It's an offense that scores. So, and, and Gabe Davis is a touchdown grabber. He's a red zone target. So, you know, the bills don't have a, uh, Travis Kels who gets all the red zone targets or anything like that. Yeah. True. But well, that's a good segue then, because now we're going to move to tight end. Okay. All right. This one's interesting. So we have two tight ends that I'm going to compare to Dawson Knox. First one is going to be Dawson Knox compared to uh, Darren Waller, Las Vegas. Think about last year, Waller only played 11 games, finished 665 yards uh, with 
two receiving touchdowns. Dawson Knox, 15 games played, 587 yards, nine touchdowns. Who finishes with more touchdowns? Give me Dawson Knox, touchdown machine last year. Yeah. Darren Waller is probably one of the most talented tight ends in the league, probably top three. Um, probably the most athletic out of him, Travis Kels or Mark Andrews. Um, but give me Dawson Knox, Darren Waller might not be available and probably getting a few less targets this year with uh, Devonte Adams entering that offense and Hunter Renfro, obviously commanding a, a good share of targets. That was my part about that is Adams is going to bring him down a little bit. So yeah. the next tight end that I have him compared to then is going to be different because he's a stud, but with a different quarterback playing George Kittle might not put up the same numbers he did last year, 14 games played 910 yards, six touchdowns. He is the fourth rated tight end. And he is the one that is closest to a thousand yards. We had 3000 yard tight ends in the NFL last year. He finishes at nine ten. Um, so do you see, I think that gap gets way closed. I think George Kittle might regress a little bit with Trey Lance as his quarterback this year as a rookie, but it's going to be close between these two is my, my pick, but I, I don't know who to pick. I think Knox will have more touchdowns, but the yardage could go either way. I mean, give give me Knox in that matchup too. I mean, again, he, he had more touchdowns than him last year. And, uh, you know, I feel like Dawson hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. So, uh, you know, definitely. Yeah. George Kittle is a, is a great tight end in this league. Um, but we don't know what kind of quarterback Trey Lance really is going to be. We only got to see him briefly last season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you were giving me George Kittle three years ago versus Dawson Knox, when Josh Allen was a rookie, I would have taken Kittle because of the quarterback, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, Dawson Knox in that matchup too. bias aside. Nice. All right. Now I'm going to go to our defense here and this is going to be a home grown matchup. So I want to know. Von Miller versus Gregory Rousseau sack numbers. Because oh, okay. when we're looking we're looking at Miller coming in, he had 60 pressures and 19 quarterback hits. And he's replacing Jerry Hughes, who only had 45 pressures and seven hits. So with the whole D-line revamped, Tim Settle, you know, all the new guys coming in. Second year for Gregory Rousseau coming in opposite of Von Miller. I mean, seven, eight sacks. For both of them, one get 10. Did anybody get double digits? Give me give me Von Miller in this matchup only because okay. I don't know if the traditional Bills D-line rotation is going to be truly rotational because you have a rotational defensive line when you don't have any star defensive ends. Yeah. You know, so maybe that second spot gets rotated a little bit more for the fresh legs because you're not you don't have as much of a you know a drop-off between you know, DE2 and DE3, whereas like Von Miller to anybody else is a huge drop off. Um, yep. So, and he's a guy who's always been on the field for high snap count. So give me, give me Von Miller. I think he, he's not going to take a step back in snap count, even with the bills rotation. So uh, give me, give me him, him for the numbers on that one. Um, and then we'll go Greg Rousseau versus the other DNs in our line. Uh, AJ. Epinesa, All combined? Or, yes. Or Boogie Basham put, Greg Rousseau combined with AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. Wait, so Greg Rousseau versus yes AJ Epinesa plus Boogie Basham. Yes, give me uh, give me Greg Rousseau. Greg you think? Not, yeah, yeah. Like not close. I think it's close because you're combining two. But I mean, how many sacks did Boogie Basham have last year? Two, maybe increased playing time for sure. But Greg Rousseau is going to be the guy on the field starting games in those third down rushes. I would I would think. 
you know, and maybe Boogie yeah. Basham does some nose tackle stuff that, you know, on, on third and long where he gets, he gets a couple True. that way, but True. yeah. Give me, give me the guy who showed the most promise last year. Yes, Greg. Okay. I have two more and they're with Stefan Diggs and one is in the division Diggs versus Hill. This seems to be a really cool rivalry between these two players. They've played a lot. They're going to play even more now. We have the quarterback advantage, obviously, to a versus Allen. But Hill is a, I would use the word generational wide receiver for Tyreek Hill. Uh, as we all know, it's up for debate, that word. But he he has speed. He can take, he made a comment the other day. I was listening to a podcast where he's like, yeah, you know, I just need the ball like two, three yards out in front of me. And then I can take the ball. 70 yards to the house like I did versus Buffalo. And I was just like, F you, bro. Like, but it's true. <laughs> but I don't like it. But it's true. Um, so what do you think? Who finishes with more yards and more touchdowns there? Um, yards, I think I might have to take Hill in that matchup, despite the quarterback matchup. Cause yeah. I mean, like everyone has said, even Tua can get it to him two or three yards off the line of scrimmage. And uh yeah you know, count on that offense doing whatever the heck they can to get him the ball. Because again, on the bills, like if Stefan Diggs is getting covered up by two people or getting bracketed, like you have other great options in that offense. You have Dawson Knox, you got Gabriel Davis, you've got, you're going to have James cook out of the backfield. Like there are tons of uh, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, there are tons of other things you can go to. Whereas like in Miami, like besides Hill, I mean, they don't have a bad group of wide receivers, you know, they've got a good tight end. They have a good group um, Mike, of wide receivers. They, it's good, but it's not Bill's good. You know? So. <laughs> okay, that's for debate then because Jalen Waddle might have something to say about that. Jalen Waddle and, and Gabe Davis would be a good one too. And Mike Kosicki. So like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Mike Kosicki versus Davis, Diggs, and Knox. Uh, I got to take the bills on that one. That's close. I think that's it is closer. close. It is the difference close. is Allen every time. That's true. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take Hill on yards. Maybe not on touchdowns though. But yeah, I, I think he's going to get more targets just, and I mean, Stefan Diggs is going to get a lot of targets, but if you're the dolphins and you're not targeting yeah. Hill, you know, if you're, if you're not targeting him 10 plus times a game, you're doing something wrong. Um, so Get the get the ball in that guy's I think hands. they're gonna be fun to watch. And and also they're probably going to use Hill in an Isaiah McKenzie like fashion in addition to his regular receiving stuff. So look for him on jet sweeps and stuff like that. So he's just gonna have the ball in his hands. And whereas they don't really do that for Stefan Diggs, you know, he's a he's a route runner. So which is interesting because we don't I mean, you don't want to get him hurt either, but there's other guys to do that in Buffalo. I mean, Jalen Waddle's fast too. Just the way that their coach is going to use that, those weapons is going to be fun to watch. And relatively, it'll be a it's good, the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. I well, it's fun to watch because we 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 beat them every exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, right. <laughs> all right. Last one. Two guys that were traded for each other. Not really, but kind of. Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is ranked wide receiver two in most formats already with Kirk cousins as his quarterback, which is interesting to me because it's very big. I think he's booming maybe a little higher than people think, and maybe a little bit underrated to digs with his catches. If you're in a PPR league. Um, so that's the last one I got for us today. This, this is totally personal bias, but I'm expecting a Kirk cousins regression this year. So I like the stealing with Stefan Diggs much better. 
I think they have comparable floors. Um, but but give me the Stefan Diggs ceiling. Justin Jefferson is a very, very talented wide receiver, like, and has been, I might've undersold Justin Jefferson when I, when I'm talking about him, cause I'm looking at his stats right now in both of his seasons, he has put up better numbers than Diggs. So 1400 yards as a rookie, 88 receptions, seven touchdowns, 1600 yards, 108 receptions, 10 touchdowns last year. Those are good numbers. I can see why he's ranked wide receiver two. Uh, especially when it's kind of a cluster at the top. But if you're banking on Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, it's like having to, uh, you know, if, if you don't have a top-notch quarterback, right? it's just a little scary. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it is tough to say because he has been better than Diggs the past two years, like you said. But yeah, yeah. see, the thing with bias... There's bias here. ...is that yeah. you can't just set your bias aside. Like, that's not how humans no. work. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's the whole humanity just, aspect just being, of life, right? Just acknowledging your bias, your biases is biases is a good first step. But I, I still yeah. got to take Diggs in that matchup. Okay, because I don't know. After looking at a sixteen hundred yards and Diggs had like eleven hundred, that's a lot. That's a big difference. That's a wide receiver three number. It's just different. Honestly. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I might take Justin Jefferson ahead of Diggs, but like. If I could, because think of it as a fan, yeah, I mean, he's probably getting a bigger target share on his team, right? Well, he's got Adam Thielen. Who's oh, like I forgot about of, Adam Thielen. Yeah, he's a great wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, and Dalvin Cook runs the ball. so Exactly. Much. They do run the ball a lot more than the Bills, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, that'll be one to watch for the rest of their careers or the rest of Diggs' career. Yeah. Because it was a win-win. I don't, I don't like when Minnesota people on that trade because we got exactly what we needed and they got exactly what they exactly. Needed, so exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Do we have time for trivia? Or do you want to end it? There? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do like two real quick before we get to trivia, we got to get a break in, but on the other side, we're going to do some fun trivia. Brandon's got some cards ready to go. So stick around for that. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I have two trivias here. Shout out to my students for Buffalo Sports versus the World trivia game that they gave me for an end of the year gift. And John, without Pat, trivia is tricky because Pat's got the knowledge of those early days that were not that great. And there's at. no one else I can um, blame it on if I'm not guessing with somebody else. So, 
You you should be able to get this one though. I think you will. So the fact is, don't 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 trivia with Brandon instead of Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Through 2018, the Bills have had eight full time head coaches since Marv Levy left. You do not have to name them in order. Can you name all eight? I'm gonna try to name them in order. Let's see. Are they are the answers written in order on the card? No, but I I mean I know the order, but okay. So I can let you know. Wade Phillips first yep. then greg williams second yep or wait sorry mike malarkey was in there somewhere i think mike malarkey came after greg williams though okay so mike malarkey after greg williams i could be wrong our I dedicated listeners that are good with trivia mike can malarkey was on only there for like a year and a half or something like that but yeah okay so I, again like give me a break i was like eight years old um It'll come quickly once you get to okay, this Okay, Dick Duron next. Yep. Um, Chain Gailey. Yep. Uh, Doug Marone. Yep. Rex Ryan. Yep. Sean McDermott. All right. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. All right. From 1998 until, well, I guess it would be if you add 2019 in 2020 to this list, you would have 11 different players finishing the season as a Bills leader in receiving yards. I'm adding to this because the card says till 2018, nine players finish the season, but I'm going to say to 2020 because I know those two extra. So we're going to say from 1998 to 2020, 11 different players finished a season as the Bills leader in receiving yards. What's the list? <laughs> okay, this one might be difficult. I'm going to start. I don't think it's as hard as you think okay. it's going to be. It's Eric Moult. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to do this in order. Uh, Lee you Evans. That would be tricky. Yep. I'm trying to think of some of those early 2000s. You just did the early 2000s. <laughs> okay, that's it? Okay, awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Peerless Price ever led the team. No. 98 was molds molds got those late 90s early 2000s teams okay yeah. um and what year was lee evans like 04 he did it 04 05 06 05 okay yeah. or he was drafted in 04 so it was like 05 06 07 okay With jp and so Trent. so we're getting to like 2008 here who would have been leading the bills in receiving guards I mean, we're getting into uh, T.O. territory, but I yeah, T.O.'s on the list. Really? I didn't think he actually, the one year that he was with them, he was their receiving yards leader, huh? Yeah, so his funny stat with the Bills is he had 1,000 yards in every single season up to that point. So it was like 15 years in the NFL, and he finished with 965 yards with the Bills. Oof. But still led the Bills in receiving. Yes. Okay, so Stevie Johnson would have been right after that. Yep. Okay, so that brings us to how many? How many is that so far? Four, five. That's five. That's five. Okay, Halfway. and we're through like twenty eleven ish. Yeah, trying to Sammy Watkins would have been drafted. He's on the in, list. Yeah, I know he's on the list. I'm trying to figure out what year because I'm trying to fill in all the gaps here, make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah, uh, Sammy Watkins was drafted in fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. No, okay. yeah, because it was manuals thirteen. Manuel was 13, Watkins 14, because they traded up. Yeah. Okay. Trying to think if there's anybody in between Steve Johnson. People in between. Okay. (laughs) There's two. (laughs) There's one in between. And then there's one. There's a couple after Sammy. Okay. Are there any non wide receivers in between? Okay. All right. Here we go. 
Come on, you gotta get there. That's the okay. easiest hint. Give me Scott give Chandler. You. Yes, Scott Chandler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. That's who I was thinking of. I didn't want to give you the hint because it's too easy. Scott Chandler no, was, was the actually, only tight end I, that existed I, in Western New York. I was literally, I was fishing for that hint because I was going to be embarrassed if it wasn't Scott yeah. Chandler. Yeah. So that's who I had in mind. Okay. Um, let's see. There isn't a single year where CJ Spiller led them in receiving no. yards, right? Okay. No. I didn't think so. Thank gosh. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been rough. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a, I remember watching the Bills in my early teens and remembering the commentators um, <laughs> like saying, it's been this many days since a Bills wide receiver has caught a touchdown. And it's like, it yeah. was never like the Bills receiving core was pretty bad there for a second. Oh, for a long time. Well, do you remember the quote? I want to say it would have been Chan Gandley said they're going to give the ball to CJ Spiller until he pukes. <laughs> yeah. like they're going to run yeah. him until he pukes. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so there's one more in between uh, Steffi and Sammy that I'm missing. No. Oh, okay. We got Scott Chandler, T.O. Sammy Watkins. Uh there's. I guess this would have been after Sammy, yeah. So. Okay. But he would have been on the team with Sammy too. Oh God! Did Zay Jones lead the Bills? In yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Zay Jones is on here, and it, that would have been 2018 though, because that would yeah, have been that was, that was after Josh. Sammy was off the team. Yes. Yeah. This there's one you're missing. He's a Super Bowl champion. Um, God, it's not Lashawn McCoy. No. Nope. Um, trying to think of guys who went on to win Super Bowls after the Bills. It's a long list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's another good trivia. I'm a blank. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Chris Hogan. No. No. Okay. No. Um, sorry, sorry. Give me two seconds. Uh, Robert Woods. Yes. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> Robert Woods is up. on the list. And okay. you're missing uh, one player that's not a receiver and two wide receivers. So you're missing three players. Okay. Um, is the non-wide receiver a tight end? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Come on. Okay, hang on. Sorry. How, how far <laughs> are we going back here? I know I'm missing obvious ones. Not that far. But this is like obvious as obvious can get. Okay, I'm definitely overthinking this. You I'm, should go I'm boom, boom, to... boom, and spit out all three names. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of tight ends in the Tyrod era, and I'm totally drawing a blank here. How? How are you? There's one. There's know. only I, one. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I can see him. I can see him dropping. I can see him dropping the pass in Miami. Charles. Yes. Clay. There yes. we go. Sorry, Charles Clay. <laughs> I'll be all right. It's still, he's the only one. Is, he's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Charles Clay. <laughs> and two more? Yes. Two wide receivers. Yes. All right, let's... Okay. Oh, you added years. That's right. Yes. Sorry, I forgot that you added years. Okay, so Stefan Diggs. Yep. Um, That was 2019? 2020. 2020. Okay, so yep, 2019, 2019. Like Before Stefan got here, it would have been... Oh, God, that receiving core was awful that year. No. No. Um, no, because they came out and made two big acquisitions. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I was thinking before John Brown and Cole Beasley. So John Brown. John, okay. John Brown. Yes. Sorry. Scott Chandler, Charles Clay, Lee Evans, Stevie Johnson, Zay Jones, Eric Moulds, T.O., Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, John Brown, Stefan Diggs since 1998. All right. All right. That took me a little nice bit longer job. than I should have. Nice I, job. You did good. it. That was fun. You did. That's a that tough fun. question because like the, the tight ends are sneaky and like Zay Jones, really? That's how putrid that we yes, were that yes, year. 
Yes. But other than the that, Calvin Benjamin else, years. Well, at least he's not on here. That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No. But we will have. We'll call it a day after that because those are those are a lot. But um, good job. Yeah. Good that's job. Fun. Without that's Pat fun. by yourself, ripping those off. Good job. Well, my clue for Charles Clay was going to be like think pottery. Pottery. <laughs> <laughs> I could see his face in my head, and I couldn't remember his name. Like I just yeah. I. My brain does this thing where I completely forget names. Like, yeah, me too. If I don't to say my it students at least once a day, yeah, too. Well, yeah, that's, that's worse in person. He's anyway. <laughs> worse when you've known him for like a long that's, time. And you're that's like, true. Whoa. There's people that I know for years where I'll just forget their name in yeah. front of their face. It's, yes. it's, it's bad. It's a thing. But anyway. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we got time to fit in today. Uh, You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. You know what we should do? I I thought about this earlier in the episode. I forgot to bring it up, but we should do a uh, Not Another Buffalo Podcast Fantasy Football League for like us and some of the listeners, which would be fun. We should. But I don't want to be a commissioner. I'll run it. Okay. I'll run it. You said you hate being a commissioner. Only when the people are heads, and you can bleep that out. But uh, if we can get like. (laughs) cool dudes that can like just go with the flow and understand we're human beings that we're just trying to have fun and uh that would be fun That'd be yeah fun. yeah yeah i'm down we could I'm do i mean i wonder if there's like a buffalo rumblings one too that would be fun too i know there's a buffalo media one but that's obviously more prestigious than we that are. might that, be above our pay grade. that's like the nate gary's <laughs> and the bruce nolan's and the the you know Joe, the Jeremy White's of the Joe world Joe DiBiase Bulldogs yes, in yes, one no, and it's is, like this one that is yeah. out of our league Yes, but but we can make our own league. It's like relegation to exactly. We're uh, we're just creating the uh, the AAA league. How that, fun so. would that be? Because Mike Shope's in a fantasy league where it's got that where it's like you get relegated if you finish in last place. Like really? what if we're the what if we're the feeder league to the GR that's, and the media? That's that would hilarious. be funny. Yeah. That would yeah. be funny. We yeah. should at least come up with a good prize for who finishes in last in our league, just to make sure that Pat sets his lineup every week. Yes, yes, we'll do that. So. But, but I like that idea. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Um, we'll see you guys on Friday. Pat will hopefully be back out of the woods, um, but we'll keep you we'll keep you posted on that. But uh, have a great week and go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.